Chapter Eleven of Carpenter's Geographical Reader, Africa by Frank G. Carpenter. This LibriVox recording is in the public domain. Recording by Betty B. Tripoli and its Oases. So far, our travels have been in the western and central Sahara, which are more or less under the protection of France. The French claim all the desert between their possessions of Algeria and Tunis and the territories they own in the Sudan which take up almost to the whole western part of that country their desert lands are so vast that they cannot govern all of them so that many of the wandering tribes do about as they please the land east of the french possessions belongs to tripoli a country ruled by mohammedans under the protection of turkey and south of this is the dreary waste of the libyan desert which is so barren that the great nations of europe do not care to possess it we make our way in caravans from the algerian sahara across into tripoli stopping first at the thriving oasis of gadamis which lies about three hundred miles south of the mediterranean sea this oasis has one of the oldest towns of the sahara it was well known in roman times and it now has several thousand inhabitants entering the wall of gadamis we find ourselves in a maze of covered streets so dark that they have been compared to the tunnels of coal mines in many places the houses are built over the streets the stores being in the tunnels below the flat roofs of the houses are the favorite lounging places of the people during the evening we wind our way through one narrow vault after another talking to the arabs negroes and berbers who are working or idling or buying and selling at the shops we go to the gardens outside finding them watered by artesian wells and then take a look at the farms near by with their beautiful green patches of wheat barley and millet we enjoy the fresh dates figs and apricots and also the camel's meat and camel's milk which are served at our meals gadamis is a caravan centre it is situated at the great crossroads of the desert and has communication by camel route with the sudan the city of tripoli and different parts of the sahara we join a caravan which is about leaving for fezan a sandy waste in the province of tripoli dotted with little oases here we travel for days now surrounded by monotonous sand and rocks and now resting in an oasis under the date palms listening to the cooing of doves and the other birds which live in the trees we visit murzuk a town hundreds of years older than boston or new york it has only seven thousand inhabitants but it is an important place in this part of the world because it is on the route between the sudan and tripoli just where caravans can stop for water muzuk is neither cheerful nor healthful a traveller who once visited thus referred to it how can one live where not a drop of rain falls where not a single dish is to be had where butter can no more be procured than the philosopher's stone where wheat is the diet of kings alone, where the common man lives on dates and fever has its headquarters. Muzurk was at one time a center of the slave trade, and slaves are still secretly sold here. They are brought across the Sudan by Arab dealers, and thence taken on to Tripoli for sale to the Moors. It is said that the route from the Sudan to Murzuk may be traced by the bones of the slaves who have died on the way now we have left fazan and are travelling northward to the city of tripoli 
we find frequent oases but along most of the way it is so barren that no animals can live before we came into the sahara we feared that we might meet lions leopards and other wild beasts which are said to infest this terrible wilderness we discover that this is a mistake animals must have water and food and the greater part of the sahara is so arid that it has no animal life whatever the lion although called the king of the desert seldom ventures far out from the cultivated and well-watered lands he is found in the sudan and now and then in the atlas mountains but not in the desert itself it is the same with leopards jackals hyenas foxes and gazelles along the edges of the sahara there are ostriches and in the oases are birds of many kinds as well as turkeys and chickens some of the oases have donkeys horses and cattle the camel lives on every green tract and it forms the chief beast of burden it is noted for its hardiness and its ability to travel a long distance without water or food it is the most important of all desert animals furnishing milk and meat and doing all sorts of work in addition to carrying its owner and his goods over the sands we meet more and more caravans as we approach tripoli the vegetation increases in extent and variety the plants which were stunted far out in the sand are taller and more luxuriant and they have fewer thorns by and by we get out of the desert into the cultivated country which runs along the coast and stop at last at tripoli the capital the city has about forty thousand people it is much like the towns we saw in algeria it lies right on the sea and is made up of square white buildings with flat roofs above which the domes of mosques are to be seen tripoli is surrounded by a huge wall which is guarded by soldiers who belong to the regiments encamped at the south of the town we leave our caravans and after engaging rooms at the hotel take a walk through the streets we are dusty from our long ride over the desert and decide to have a bath in moorish style there are many bathhouses in all mohammedan towns and we have little trouble in finding one in tripoli the first room we enter has couches scattered upon it upon each of which a man or boy is lying wrapped in a white cloth some of the boys are sleeping others look curiously at us we are led into a side room where two negroes undress us giving each a cotton towel to wrap about him and a pair of slippers to protect his feet the negroes then take us into another room floored with stone which is so filled with steam that we can hardly see one another our guides lead us each to a bench and tell us to sit down we do so but jump up with a cry the bench is burning hot made so by the steam we try it again sinking down gingerly and after a time find it quite comfortable as we sit there our bodies grow hotter and hotter and the perspiration oozes from us in drops one of the servants brings us cold water to drink and then the sweat runs off in streams now our attendants take us in hand they make us lie down on the benches giving us blocks of hot wood for pillows they then begin to squeeze pinch and pound us they twist our heads to loosen the muscles of the neck they pull our arms out and jerk them this way and that they throw them across our chests and pull them back again they exercise the legs bending them at the knees pulling and twisting them they next knead the whole front of our bodies and then roll us over on our stomachs and do the same with our backs 
continuing until every muscle has been worked over like dough next they lather us with soap scrubbing the skin with gloves of coarse camel's hair and then take fresh tow and scour it clean we are now washed down with warm water and after drying are wrapped in white cloths and taken to a couch in the outer room to sleep we fall at once into a doze and awake to find that the pain is gone from our bodies and that we are wonderfully refreshed some excellent coffee is now brought in we drink it and after dressing depart feeling that a moorish bath is by no means so bad after all leaving the bath we call on the american consul who introduces us to the governor-general of tripoli a stately moor appointed by the sultan of turkey to rule the country he receives us in his palace and talks with us concerning the vast territory under him he shows us that tripoli extends for hundreds of miles along the coast from tunis to egypt and that it goes far south into the libyan desert he tells us that the strip of cultivated land near the sea is not large but that there are many oases supporting all together about a million people the country is not well governed and as in all lands ruled by the turks the citizens are heavily taxed and much oppressed and in civilization and wealth are far behind the neighboring natives who are governed by the great nations of europe tripoli has some of the shortest caravan routes across the desert and ostrich feathers ivory and other products are brought here from central africa to be transshipped to europe we visit the dealers and see them weighing the great white tusks and the beautiful feathers each of us buys a small ostrich plume to send home End of chapter 11